Welcome back to All Is, your anti-problematic podcast and also a free space to speak your mind. I'm back today with a new episodes and two new guests. Well, one of y'all is a new, but I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves and then we're going to get into the episode. Who's going first? I'm Mary and I'm happy to be here. Okay. What about hey. you? Hey, it's Ada. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you both for being here. As y'all can see on the title, the, today's episode is about haram relationships. And before we get started, I just want to make sure y'all know that we're not here to judge anybody. We're not here to act like we know everything or like, no, we're all sinners. We're just, you know, we just felt like this was a topic that needs to be discussed and talked about. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. The first question is, how did haram relationships get so normalized? Like, how do how do y'all think we got here? I would definitely say it's like, you know, societal pressure and like it's culture, Western culture and everything, especially like what we see on TV, what we see in books, what we see in movies. I think that that's the main thing. Like, you would always see some people kissing and it looks so cute and so romantic that you want it do it yourself even the disney movies like as a kid you'll be watching the Mm -hmm. disney movies you see the princess with the prince and they're kissing and they're happy living happily ever after and stuff like that i feel like Mm -hmm. yeah this is stuff that we've been seeing since we were kids yeah like there's always at the end y'all gonna kiss and the next thing you know everybody's happy there's a whole music thing going on everybody's good and you want to kind of recreate it Mm -hmm. yeah and i guess i would add I don't know. I feel like it just had to, like, happen. Because you know how, like, in Islam, we talk about, um, yeah, zina and stuff like that. How, mm-hmm. like, how relationships are, like, not allowed. I think just genre, how people are made, Dieu, il avait prévu, en gros, he saw that coming, tu vois. You know how we say, like, um, que genre, la plus grande épreuve des hommes, c'est la, c'est la femme. Mm-hmm. See, so, I guess it just had to happen to I actually never heard that before. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, this kind of leads us to our next questions. Like, why do you think relationships are haram? Like, why did God make this haram for us? Because, you know, a lot of people don't. Especially me, like before, I used to, obviously, everybody knows it's haram. We know it, we do it, but like, we didn't, I didn't know why it's haram. Mm -hmm. So, what do y'all think the reasoning to that is? Personally, I think that the consequences that, like, it has on your soul, and the consequences that it has on your person in general, like, like, um, that's probably why it's harm because mm-hmm. I know how like when you when you go into a relationship it could send to down in bulk country level in general you do sound like draining as if you've never had energy before mm-hmm. some some people actually go into depression yeah you know, just because of relationships I guess mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that. And I feel like it's also, like, mostly because of Zinna. Because I recently learned that, like, 
God doesn't tell us to stay away from Zina fornication. He tells us to stay away from anything that leads to it. And relationships are the main thing that leads to Zina. So it kind of makes sense. So it kind of brings us to the effects of a harm relationship. I know there is something that says, genre, quand il y a un homme et une femme, genre dans une pièce, la yes. personne, genre c'est le shaitan, tu vois. Yes. En général, as much as you, like, as you claim that you have boundaries et tout, il y a des trucs que tu ne peux pas contrôler. Tu vois, il y a des trucs que tu ne peux pas contrôler. Especially if there's a guy that you like, if this is a person that you really like, mm-hmm. that you have feelings for, it's hard to, like, you know, control yourself and maintain yourself. Exactly. And like, especially like humans in general, like they're so like, we're like, so like bold and, you know, confident. We like, no, I can control myself. Nothing's going to happen. Until like recently, I learned that like, when it's not just when two people are alone together, the third one is Shaitan. It's, he's literally whispering to your private parts, both of y'all. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I was shook. That was my reaction when I heard that. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's whispering to both. So, like, if next thing you know, he, yeah, the example that I heard was that, let's say you're in a setting, you're talking, you're in a restaurant or you're at Starbucks getting coffee with somebody. It's just the two of y'all. And y'all are talking. The conversation is going so well that y'all are forgetting that you're in a public place full of people. Like, those kinds of conversation, next thing you know, oh, You, there's a little tension, kind of a sexual tension going on. It's because he's whispering to your both of your private parts. And when I heard that, I was shook. But yeah, that made so much more sense to me. Mais ça, est-ce que c'est toujours le cas? I don't do know. Yeah, what do you mean? Elaborate. Parce que, parce que, parce que, how we say, for example, we have male friends there's nothing, you know, yeah. I feel like quand personnellement je me retrouve seule avec ses amis oh no i didn't j'étais pas en train de généraliser i was i meant like someone that you like or you're getting to know in like a marriage basis you know what i'm saying yeah okay. someone you're attracted to you're attracted to yeah oh okay that's... yeah not just any male person no yeah, that makes sense that would be way too much if any male person turned you on <laughs> that's really a topic that we should talk about but like it would I just bring as too much right now as you know, you're not physically attracted to them thank mm-hmm. you me um voilà quoi quand l'attirance physique se rejoint à la table en général like it's harder to handle yeah definitely it's definitely a lot harder to handle and and yeah I feel like this is a good time to get into the effects of a haram relationships mentally emotionally and spiritually mentally how do you think a haram relationship affects a person mentally um mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. Je suis pas sûre de genre like la question. Parce que like do you mean genre 
dans le présent. Like, while you are in the... Whether it's in the present or, you know, because relationships can have a long-term effect on you. You can get trauma for a relationship, and even though you're not currently in it anymore, you could still have that trauma with you, like, on a, long t- on a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I feel like if oh, it's wait, mentally... You said what? J'ai dit, je vous laisse parler d'abord. Ada, what do you think? So, like, I think that mentally, it can really... I think that mentally, I don't know, between three, but, like, mentally, I think that it can cause a big disturbance. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, you know, it, it affects your focusing, it affects your relationships with every other person, especially if Definitely you're with somebody. Bad. Yeah, especially if, if you're with somebody that you who meant a lot to you. Mm-hmm. like for a second if you don't know how to like you know handle everything like you put them before like some priorities so like mm-hmm. it causes dis- it causes a disturbance in your schedule especially like if you're always used to like let's say talking to my 8 a.m like let's say you're just gonna wake up at that time expecting a call or stuff mm-hmm. like that so like yeah i would definitely say cause disturbance like you feel it physically too like it, especially it's, it's, if you were emotionally dependent to that person that that's so dangerous it's gonna fuck you up yeah it, it clouds your judgment it like you're all of a sudden you don't know your worth anymore like some people wouldn't really know their worth anymore like no matter how much harm that person may have caused them they always think that they're a good person that is it should be an option to go back like you're, you're i just think your judgment is really clouded to say like to say the least definitely i agree with that i feel like Everything you said basically sums up what I was going to say. Like, the whole... It's trauma, honestly. It yeah. sounds like trauma. And it's not something that, like, you can just get over over a day. It's it literally... It's, it's something that takes a lot of healing. Like, probably years and years of healing and unlearning and yeah. learning new things. And it's a mess, honestly. Attendez. Vous parlez dans le cas... Ou genre la relation, genre elle se passe mal, on est d'accord? Um, that's a good question. That's that's what I was asking. That's a good question. I didn't genre, think about are it. Are we like talking that. about like while you are in the relationship? Ou bien après? Well, because in general, uh-huh. even if you have trauma, you don't you don't know you have trauma up until genre you like leave the relationship. I don't know if you mean what I'm talking. I, I don't I, know what I'm yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about it like that, but I think what we're saying is more to if the relationship doesn't work out. Because even if the relationship works out, there's still going to be effects. Because it says in the religion that if you get, like, basically not it says, but like we believe in the religion as Muslims that if you get in a relationship, have haram relationship, and it works out for you, you still don't get any barakah in it. Like, even if you get married. Like, there's still going to be effects to it, even if it's not a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whether it works out or not, there's still effects to it. So, yeah. for example, there's the fact that if two people get married, and before they got married, they didn't do it the hell way. Before they got married, they dated and, you know, went against the word of God, basically. Their marriage is not valid until they both sincerely repent because they disobeyed, mm-hmm. basically. Oh mon dieu, mais ça c'est compliqué. Ça c'est un problème. Exactly. And you know, it's actually crazy because a lot of people do it and they finally get married and they're they're like, oh, finally. They think they got away 
with it. With and they don't think they don't think anything bad because they, what they're thinking is, oh, we're finally married. We did it the halal way. We're done with the haram. When the whole time you need to, they don't know that they need to repent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's deep. C'est compliqué. It's very deep. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when, when I was looking at the question, I saw effects of a haram relationship. So to answer you, Mary, I would say, I would, I would mostly say, I would most likely say like, you know, the consequences of a haram relationship. So I think that it might be in the past tense, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not sure though. In the past tense. Meaning... Like effects of a haram relationship. Like how does a haram relationship affect you? Okay. okay. I get that. I get that. Like, what's the consequence of it? If you were to beat anyone, what's the consequence? I get that. Yeah. yeah. So what's the consequence regarding of whether it worked out or not? No. Je pense que, genre, she means, like, genre, après la relation. Genre, because that, I feel like that's what she was trying to explain, genre. Que je veux dire, c'est qu'en gros, like, when you talk about ethics, c'est que, genre, like, it didn't really work out okay but i get that but like i still feel like it could be both because there are still consequences come she explains that there's still consequences mm-hmm. even if it worked out yeah and you might not see them in this life you might see them in the afterlife no parfois même you see them here parce que genre yeah. tu peux te marier avec une personne et genre c'est là que les problèmes commencent tu vois exactly en général en général moi je sais que j'ai vu des trucs que on te dit que même sur le roulé genre en gros I think that's a verse I don't know if it's a Quran verse ou bien mm-hmm. c'est un hadith mm-hmm. que, en gros ça veut dire que même quand tu n'as pas les moyens d'épouser et que genre c'est Dieu genre qui donne la subsistance yes que, en gros c'est comme ça que bah c'est lui qui va te donner que la they will be so worthless exactement so mm-hmm. so worth it, en tout cas he genre, tells you to get married and he's gonna provide for you exactly yeah. exactly genre genre que genre c'est entre ses mains tu vois que, mm-hmm. genre, don't stress that out yeah just do what I told you to do et mm-hmm. ne fais pas ce que je je t'ai interdit mm-hmm. that's true And another thing that I feel like is also part of the effects of a haram relationship, mm-hmm. like, because right now we talked about mentally, even though I feel like we kind of touched on emotionally and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I heard, I was listening, I think, to a podcast or it was a video on TikTok, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how, like, the heartbreak of a haram relationship that didn't work out, of course, is mm-hmm. literally, you can compare it to the heartbreak of someone that's going through a divorce. And mm-hmm. basically, it's kind of like what Ada just said, like how it affects you to the point where you don't trust anymore. Like it changes, it clouds your judgment and everything. And it gets to the point where even when you get married, if you get married, you're gonna, you know, you're, how do I say this? You're gonna start comparing and you're gonna hold grudges against, or you're gonna ruin your own marriage basically by doubting, having doubts that you shouldn't have towards your husband. Yeah. Not because of stuff that he did, but because of stuff that you've been through with other people. So he had nothing to do with this. But you're yeah. over here, um, you know, ruining trust, it, ruining it, having trust issues, having this, this and that, all because yeah. of something that someone you used to be with did to you. So, like, that's also another thing. And I feel like false attachments, will, which also leads to heartbreak. 
thinking putting um, the creature before the creator, like putting someone in that place of your heart where only God should be. I think we talked about that in one of our episodes, Ada. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so I feel like that's like one of the main things that can lead to heartbreak and one of the main reasons why it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And Zena, of course, the fact that it could lead to Zena, because I remember listening to this video, This I think he was a chef, he was talking about Zena and he was saying how like when two people fornicate, Allah literally, he takes your iman away from you and there's a chance that you may not get it back ever. So, yes, it's it's like you're gambling with your iman. Like, he takes it away after you fornicate. And whether you get it back or not, you don't know. Like, I feel like fornication is a cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was saying there's no, not there's no way, but like it's almost impossible to get out of fornication once you start. Yeah. Quand tu mm-hmm. commences, en général, après, c'est très, très dur d'arrêter. Mm-hmm. Donc, euh, it's a cycle. T'es juste là en mode, yeah, I'm gonna just do it, and then I'm gonna repent. Yes. But you, you never get to repent, tu vois. Yeah. And you get to the point where it feels normal to you. Like, in the video, the guy gave an example and of, addicting. like... Addicting. He gave an example yeah. of, like, you walking into a room, and there's a smell, a horrible smell. The first time you walk into it, you're going to hate the smart. You're going to complain about it. The second time, you're going to complain too. And then you're going to keep going until at some point, you're not going to even notice the smell anymore. You're not going to, yeah. you're going to stop complaining because you got used to the smell. Yeah. And the he was saying how it, the, the, the smell doesn't bother you anymore. And he was basically mm-hmm. saying how that's literally what fornication is. At first, you're going to feel guilty, but then you're going to keep going. And at some point, it's going to feel like, oh, it's okay. I'll just repent. Or it's not even that deep. Like, yeah. Like guilt get away gets away from you, and that's when it becomes dangerous. That's when it's dangerous. Like as yeah. soon as the guilt is gone, mm-hmm. whew, it's hard to get back because like it's a good sensation. Like from from what I heard, yeah, it's a good sensation. Mm-hmm. So like they they would a person who doesn't have any guilt would wonder why would I get out of this? There's nothing exactly. bad with what I'm doing. That's and that's so dangerous. And they'll keep making excuses as to why they should stay in it instead of you know getting out of it yeah and the like, more you do it the more you have of course shaitan whispering in your ears as usual telling you oh this is good why would you stop like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> why would you stop <laughs> this feels good en plus i feel like genre je pense que la vidéo qui disait que genre quand tu commences attends je t'entends mal tu peux recommencer s'il te plaît j'ai dit Mm-hmm. Je pense que j'avais vu une vidéo qui disait que quand tu commences, en gros, mm-hmm. on dirait qu'après, c'est ton corps qui le réclame, en fait. Mm-hmm. Genre, c'est ton corps qui réclame. You know how we say, genre, oui, il faut, il faut dominer son nafs. Yes, yes. Et que, genre, when you, genre, when you fall into that sin, mm-hmm. genre, après, ça devient un cycle. And, and honestly, I don't think it's just about Jorzina. Mm-hmm. Like, genre, a lot of scenes, like, suit the même schéma. Genre, mm-hmm. quand tu commences, enfin, quand tu commences, par exemple, on va dire à mettre des perruques et tout. Mm-hmm. T'es tout le temps là, en mode, oh, I want a new wig, genre des trucs comme ça, tu vois. Oh my God, I never thought of that like that. Tu vois? And I feel like, um, genre voilà quoi c'est tous les péchés un peu c'est, c'est un peu un cycle et ceux qui te sauvent 
ce qui te sauve de ça, justement, c'est the guilt that you guys were talking about. Cause, genre, genre, as long as you remember, genre, que voilà quoi, genre, ce que tu fais là, c'est pas bien. Mm. Et que you know, genre, I feel like there's still a chance for you mm-hmm. out of that. Definitely. I agree with you. And I feel like what you said, I really like what you said about how, like, it's deeper than Zinna. Because that brings us to soul ties. Because literally, once you get, once you have soul ties with a person, you're screwed. Like, I'm actually, I found this definition of soul ties online, and I'm going to read it. It says here, a spiritual, emotional connection you have to someone after being intimate with them, usually engaging in sexual intercourse, to the point that when you want to be rid of them, from your mind and your life, even when you are far away from them and out of their presence, you still feel as if they're a part of you and a part of you is with them, causing you to feel unwhole as if you've given up some part of yourself, untangible that cannot be easily possessed again. And this is just... Wow. I don't even know what to say. Huh? J'ai une question. So size, you get them jump. Through fornication, right? Yes, you do. But I feel like just some sexual intercourse. I feel like is it really just sexual intercourse? Me, vous savez que genre en général les gens ils limitent like the sexual à la pénétration alors que like it's bigger than that. Little of course, thing. yeah, because genre I feel like definitely anything that leads to like having. Sexual is fornication, yeah. yeah. Like okay. everything else that leads to having sex is seen as fornication because people a lot of people think just because there's no penetration, it's not fornication, but it is considered as fornication, and that's why I'm thinking when we say sex, is that just like is that the only thing that can lead to soul ties? Like, if there's no, I don't know if y'all understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, like. I don't know. I feel like I don't know if it's the. I don't, I don't think it's the only way you can get a soul tie. Oh. I do think there are other ways, but maybe an extreme emotional connection. What? How do you? Okay, can you I elaborate on that? Can you <laughs> nope. please elaborate? On nope. That? <laughs> I, just, I think. I think. Say I think. I false attachments. Yeah, that's false attachments, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. Yeah. Because when you, genre, quand tu parles d'émotions, tout ça, feelings, etc., mm-hmm. I think it falls more into false, uh, false attachments than. But wait, you can't tie. get a soul tie from a false attachment? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, genre. No, I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get a false attachment from the soul tie, too. No, that's for sure. If you have a soul tie, you have a false attachment. Yeah. Actually, wait, I may be wrong. Hold on. Comment ça se manifeste? The soul tie or the false yeah. attachment? The soul tie. Basically, the way they explained it, I don't know. From what I've read, it's um, you feel like this person is a part of you. You feel like you feel empty without them. You feel like you can't live without them. You feel like apparently some people can even feel the person's presence even when they're not there. They can feel them thinking about them. Like, it's some oh, deep shit, deep spiritual shit like that. Like, 
when the person is not with you, you feel like your world is just not, it's crumbling. Like, Mm -hmm. your world is not worth it. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. It's some deep shit. It's really grave. Yeah. And from what I've read, it's almost... C'est mm-hmm. très similaire à un false attachment. C'est très similaire, but soul ties is something you get from sexual intercourse. And false attachments is more emotional. Mm. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's very, and from what I've read, I don't know if it's true, but I've read that it's almost impossible to break a soul tie. Oh. I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, when you have a soul type with somebody, mm-hmm. genre, est-ce que, en gros, genre, je sens son énergie? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Like, whatever bad happens in You can life. feel their energy. Not just you can feel their energy, but after, from what I've seen, of course, after you have sexual intercourse with the person, your energies are, are mixed up with the person's energy. Like, I've heard a friend tell me, for example, that whenever... Like, they know someone who, like, whenever they would have intercourse with somebody, she would just feel so sad and depressed. Like, it's she would feel like she took, like, all that person's negative energy onto her. Like, she would just feel all sad and depressed, and he would be good, but she would just get all the sadness. And then when she would stay away from that person for a while, she'd be good again. But every time she went back for that person, she would feel that heavy wave of sadness. And what I got from that is that their energies got mixed up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So how would he feel good? What do you mean how? No, I'm saying after intercourse, compared to, compared to how she was feeling, mm-hmm. he was fine. But mm. she was the one who kept, every time she went back to him, feeling sad and depressed. Like, isn't that related more to guilt? Yeah, I was... I, was, I, I was thought about that. I, I actually was thought that. about that. Like, it could be related to guilt, but it could be both, too. Because if it was energies mixing up, because, like, yeah, now I feel kind of effy about soul ties. Because, like, mm-hmm. when you, regarding what you said, like, mm-hmm. if a person w- was to, like, have their energies mixed, mm-hmm. it has to be, it has to go both ways, don't you think? No, like, definitely. definitely. Like, when, when he's sad, she's sad. When he's happy, like, she feels some type of way. But, like, if one person's happy, another person's feeling very sad in, in my head is giving one person is not really conscious of what's going on another person is no is conscious about what's going on is feeling it is feeling the consequences and the guilt okay but i agree with that i agree with mm-hmm. that but i'm thinking just because this one person felt this way and the other one didn't feel that way doesn't mean that the soul ties isn't on both sides because maybe they have a soul tie but they're not feeling the same emotions at the same time yeah Maybe mm. they're feeling them in a different way. Because soul ties is not just one thing. Really? Like, it's not just the, like, oh, energy this. It's also, like, like rem- remember just, like, the thing I read um, about the definition. Like, how to the, point, to the point that when you want to be rid of them from your mind and your life, even when you are far away from them and out of their mm-hmm. presence, you still feel as if they're a part of you. And mm-hmm. a part of you is with them, causing mm-hmm. you to feel unwhole, as if you've mm-hmm. given up some part of yourself. Yeah, okay. So it's it's deeper than that. Okay. Yeah. This is deep. Of course, I mean, 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 I
<laughs> okay. On, when you have it, when you have a false attachment, you don't feel that way, right? Genre, tu ne, tu ne sens pas la tristesse des gens. Because I feel like some people are really good at just reading energy. Genre, en général. It depends on how many people's energy you're reading at the same time. Like, if you're, if the only person's energy you're feeling is that specific person, then it might not be your ability to read energy. It might be just your false attachment towards that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I do feel like false attachments is very similar to it, too. Because, like, when you have a false attachment, you also feel like your world is over it's ending when the person's not with you mm-hmm. you get depressed you get you know a lot of those things a lot of those same emotions that you feel when you have a soul tie so i kind of i don't know it's very similar mm-hmm. very similar and honestly to be avoided yeah, <laughs> at all costs literally. at But... all costs okay We can move on. I guess we can move on now. Did we talk about the Iman drop? We only talked about it when I mentioned how, like, when two people fornicate, God takes your Iman away from you and doesn't necessarily give it back to you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to add to the Iman drop? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now I guess we can move on to how it affects you. Wait, how do... How, How it affects you socially? Oh, okay. Or like let's mm-hmm. let's talk about how it affects you socially after you've been intimate with a person, like in a harm relationship, basically. Because I remember earlier in the phone call, I was talking about how, like, especially for the girl, as always, t'es toujours les filles qui prennent tous les coups. She's gonna be seen as like no, you know, I, I, on doit, on doit définir genre, what type of intimation, in, parce que genre, oh. si tu peux être euh, intimate with somebody, mais genre, mm-hmm. dans une que d'ailleurs physiquement, tu vois, mm-hmm. et genre, vous êtes quand même intime. That's true. Yeah, I'm not even talking about like sexting, mais euh, genre... Euh, Um, quand t'es à l'aise avec une personne à un certain point, mm-hmm. genre, how that affects you socially? You think that way? Okay. Because when that can affect... Genre, I think, genre, ça, ça t'affecte personnellement, genre, pour tes relations futures, tu vois. Definitely. Mais pas euh, socialement. Okay. Yeah. Because... Hmm, I'm thinking because when when I when we said um intimacy, how it affects you, how it affects your marriage in the future, or how it affects you socially, I thought it would be more of like you just you know dating the person, like the intimacy that you have with the person that you're dating, how it affects your future marriage if things don't work out with this person, or like how it affects you socially. Let's say if it didn't work out, and you know now you have this. Not a reputation, but like. Me, me, me. Tu vois, like, um, genre, if it doesn't work out with that person, I feel like it affects you, genre. Um, when you're looking, genre, for somebody, like, genre, to settle down, genre, for sure. For sure. 
You know how, like, you were talking about, you always compare. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that goes in there. Because you'd be like, oh, cette personne that used to tell me this, this would come out. Bien, juste, avoir des um, flashbacks. Definitely. I remember listening to this episode of Talk Your Hawk. It was the episode was getting ready for marriage, I think. And they were talking about that. They were talking about how, like, a guy who, let's say, has been dating his whole life, who's been in, like, five relationships, six relationships, once he gets married, he's going to compare his wife to every single relationship he's had. Like, if there's something that the other girls used to do for him that the wife doesn't do, he's going to be like, hmm, she doesn't do this. She used to do that. And that's the issue. Like, if it was done in the halal way, there would be no comparison. But the minute you start comparing, then the door's open for cheating. Because now you want more. You're looking for more. And you're never going to be satisfied. So it's a big waste of time at the end of the day. That is so true. relationships. He's not going to tell you. No, he won't tell you. I feel like... They just com- like to compare. Is that really just men, though? Because like, I feel like even us, like whether it's a man or a woman, you would in your head, if there's something that your ex used to do that your husband doesn't do, you're going to be like, you're going to feel some type of way and be like, oh, yeah. he used to do this for me. So I guess on this side, on this point, it's all of us. Yeah, I think so, too. All of us. Ada, what do you think? You have anything to add? Um, so what I wanted to say, like when I listened to the question to intimacy before marriage and how it affects you socially, I was mm-hmm. mostly thinking about like, you know, the sexual aspect because like um, in Me a society, too. in a Senegalese society where like, you know, virginity is really a big thing, mm-hmm. um, it can definitely affect your marriage and your marriage can end if mm-hmm. they're not satisfied by what they see. So in Senegal, there's, there, and it happens in a lot of cultures, right? Well, there's Senegal, Guinea, and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this kind of um ritual, this tradition that's called Laban. Oh, I hate that. One. Yeah, me too. So for those, those who are listening who don't really know what it is, it's like, it's this tradition where, like, you know, um since it's believed that a, per- a woman has to bleed if it's their first time having sex, they put um a white type of sheet right on top of, like, you know, where they're, consuming their marriage and if there's blood stained on it that shows that you're a virgin that you've kept yourself like put that you close your legs everything that comes with it and if it doesn't like it shows that oh you've been a girl that's been like you know hooking around and doing all that type of stuff and in Senegal like there's so many men um they're gonna they're gonna really make sure they consummate the marriage however if they see no blood they're they're divorcing on the spot Wait, there are people who divorce on the spot? On the spot. No. On the spot. Just super fajak. They're going to be like, get out of the house. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah. So does that mean he didn't love the woman or is it just his Whoa. ego is hurt and he feels like his pride is in, like, what? Yeah. Divorce yeah. on the spot? They don't care. Like, they'll they'll get rid of you. There's some people, okay, like, it's not all men who do it. 
you know like mm-hmm. there's some men like you know like to save the honor because the tradition is really really serious like there's the uh, there's an aunt that will be behind the door all night or it's wait a minute wait a minute mm-hmm. i thought there was gonna be like at their house and then the next day they're gonna come asking for the the sheet, the sheet? blood um, I didn't know she gonna be behind the door the whole time. Yeah, like okay, there's some traditions. Why would she want to hear that? Why would she want to hear that? That's a good question, but like that's how it's usually done. I mean, in some traditions, like the person can be outside. Some, but most traditions, the aunt will be like in a room nearby, or they can be behind the door. That is so, so yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So like. Yeah, like they they can divorce you on the spot. There's some men who will be disgusted. Like I don't know why, but it's really a social thing. But like they lose all their respect for you. Yes. I don't know how like a vagina can cause like disrespect to just occur like that. But that's just me. And I find it's it so ignorant because a lot of women don't bleed even though they're a virgin. Yeah. So like this is just so ignorant to me because she's not going to bleed and she was a virgin the whole time but because she didn't bleed you're going to think oh she was a hoe it's yeah. over and next <laughs> thing you know her reputation is ruined on the spot you mm-hmm. They're like some are not really educated enough on it and in a biological aspect so unfortunately like you know a lot of women and having some issues like men can make them go through hell the step family can make them go through hell and it's very unfortunate. But even if they don't know about all that, it's still I'm pretty sure this is haram because you're it is you're mm-hmm. taking away the sutra of this person. Like I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that if a woman is not a, a virgin anymore, she's not even supposed to tell her husband. Like she yeah. doesn't she doesn't have to tell him. He can just find out on his own, but she doesn't have to tell him. Because if she repented to God and he forgave her, that's between her and God. Mm-hmm. So this has got to be haram. Like, there's no way this is okay. And I don't know if it's like a verse or anything, but like I know that, like you know, God, like if you hide somebody's sin, or if you hide, if you know that there's something that you know, if you spread out, like her reputation will be destroyed, and you let it out, like yeah, your sins will be showed eventually. But like if you keep it secret, like you know, it's gonna be better on your case. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You have no right to go to people and just tell them, oh, genre, tout ça, etc. You know, because it, it has to stay genre, between you two. Of course. Definitely. That's what makes sense to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is just, it's very messed up. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-mm. En plus, ça, en plus, genre, la pratique, la bonne, c'est très humiliant, en général. Okay. It is. It's so degrading for the women. Mm-hmm. 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 
on n'est pas censé faire ça, tu vois. Ou bien, mmh. on n'est pas censé, genre, agir de la sorte et tout. Mmh. Mais, euh, genre, les, les gens le font, les gens le font parce que c'est culturel. Sauf que des fois, on te dit, oui, à moi, qu'il y fait des trucs comme ça, tu vois. So, yeah. Damn. That's sad. It's sad, but like... It's very sad. Okay, so let's move on to the next part of the podcast, which is the importance of um, making istihara uh, when you meet someone that you like or someone that you want to get to know. For those who don't know, please correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Istihara mm -hmm. is the prayer that you make when you're trying to make a decision. It's basically seeking guidance mm -hmm. from Allah for something that you want to do and you want to know if it's going to be good for you or if it's going to work out for you. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I feel like it's really important to talk about this because a lot of people, like you said earlier, a lot of people think that istihada is just something that you make, not just, like, yeah, for marriage, yeah, but not mm -hmm. just for marriage, but, like, it's also important to know that you don't need to wait until you're sure that you want to marry this person to make istihada. That doesn't even make sense because at that point, mm -hmm. if you make istihada and the signs tell you no, what are you going to do? Like, right. and you're already in, crazy in love with this person. You're supposed to do it when you first, like, start talking to the person. Like, when y'all first get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people wait until a few weeks before the marriage to do it. And I just think it doesn't make sense to me. Right. I completely agree with you. Y'en a qui le font même pas. Really? Yes. Aussi mm -hmm. I thought everybody did it. Non, il y en a qui le font pas, hein, genre qui ne font pas l'istira. Et ici, au Sénégal, au Sénégal, I don't even think, genre, il faut l'istira. Denis said, c'est ni home, un truc comme ça. Oh, and they, voilà. they try to act like it's istihar when really it's not. Yeah, exactly. Parce que I remember, genre, la première fois que j'ai entendu parler de ça, c'était dans Karma et tout. Mm -hmm. Et genre, I was very surprised because I've never heard of that before, tu vois. Mm -hmm. Du coup, j'ai demandé à mon oustaz et tout. Et genre, il m'a dit que, genre, genre ça c'est culturel encore une fois. Genre, mm -hmm. peut-être, en gros, il regarde si, genre, genre, par exemple, on va dire que t'es un signe solaire et mm -hmm. la personne, c'est un signe lunaire. Est-ce que c'est ni truc là, un de tu vois? That's how they do it? Yeah, but that's not listiha. Genre listiha, c'est différent de ça. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Can another person make istihar for you? Because from what I know, I thought you were the only person who could make istihar for yourself. Ah, personnellement, je sais qu'il y a des gens... In Senegal, I see people saying, saying, oh, he made istihar for me or she made istihar for me. Like, yeah. does that even work? Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know, honestly. Because moi, il y a des gens qui me disent ça. Mais après, moi, personnellement, l'imaham euh, aussi, genre... C'est toi qui fais ça pour toi, tu vois. And that's what mm -hmm. I've always, genre, did, genre. Mm -hmm. Me too. Euh, like, you don't want someone, like, to tell you. Right. Mm -hmm. From what I know, like, you're, you're, you're the one who's supposed to do it for yourself. Like, people are not really supposed to do it. However, I have no sources. I'm not really sure. I have to ask. Me too. Yeah. That's what you know from it. Like, because you're seeking guidance. I think that is really a personal thing. Like it you're seeking guidance, it's, you're seeking guidance, guidance for something regarding your own life. Mm -hmm. So, it, like all for the the thing I think that somebody should do, like to ask somebody, is like for like prayers. 
But when it comes to like okay. you making a whole decision for your life, I think that you're supposed to do it to, for yourself. But that's just mm-hmm. a personal opinion. Comment comment une personne peut se dire mieux que enfin comment une personne peut ressentir mieux que toi ce qui est bon pour toi en fait. Right. Du coup right. c'est pour ça que pour moi parce que en plus this is her it doesn't like la la réponse it doesn't always come genre in dreams tu vois sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a feeling parfois c'est des tout petits it's a feeling that you have in your heart like when you mm-hmm. see it you know it parfois yeah. c'est des petits signes parfois genre let's say you're talking to someone et genre tu vois que vous vous rapprochez ou mais genre parfois c'est vraiment de tout petits signes mm-hmm. qui te confirment que voilà quoi genre euh, la, personne, la personne pour toi tu vois definitely I agree with that Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but to go back, she said judge the importance, right? Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's very important, like to do this year before getting into a relationship. Huh? They have, we shouldn't be going into her um, relationships. But genre, um, pourquoi je dis que genre c'est important, like avant de te marier et tout, parce que parfois genre manque beaucoup mais genre d'où mon moi il continue tu vois parfois parfois genre genre c'est des gens par exemple qui vont bloquer ta baraka oh my god that's so true il y a une négation genre il y aura que des problèmes dans ta vie tu vas pas avancer que ce soit professionnellement financièrement parfois même c'est des relations et genre avec tes parents qui se détériorent et mm-hmm. tout du coup, quand on dit aussi très souvent, il y a le na Emlène, t'es mon gentleman aussi. C'est important parce que parfois, you just want something, mais genre, genre c'est pas la, la bonne chose pour toi. Et c'est après que tu le comprends. I love that prayer. I make it all the time. But like, the way I learned it is like, don't let my heart yearn for something that's not written for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very important prayer that should be made all the time, not just regarding marriage, like regarding everything in your life. Because sometimes your heart could be yearning for something that you want, whether it's a job or anything, and it's not good for you. So mm-hmm. it's always good to make that prayer so God can grant you contentment in whatever situation you're in. But yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to dating the question is why is our generation so afraid of commitment but comfortable with dating i think it's just because it's easy okay like, why why get it into like a whole marriage being with one person when like you know you can have fun but you sometimes know? these dating like sometimes these relationships look like the marriage the only thing that's missing is the title That's the thing. Like, they're doing everything like the marriage. Like, I'm going to give you an example of, like, Mm -hmm. two people who are dating, living together, you know, doing, basically playing house, doing Mm -hmm. wifey, husby things. And, but when you ask them, they're just dating. That the only thing separating from marriage is the title. And when you ask them when they're going to get married, it's always the man. Oh, (laughs) Yes, they're playing house. <laughs> Girl, I mean, you got to say it how it is. I'm sorry. No shade. But like, yeah, basically when you ask them when they're getting married, it's 
mostly always the men who will be like, oh, it's not the time yet. Like, I'm not ready yet. Not oui, yet. Parce que, bon, après, c'est l'homme qui demande en mariage, hein, c'est pas la femme, tu vois. No, of course, but mostly, most of the time, the wife, is, the girl is always ready, but the man, not yet, not ready. And next thing you know, you're you in a, a 10-year relationship. And I feel like that's just a way of them. The way I see it is every man knows whether or not he wants to marry the girl that he's with. Like, they know from the jump whether they're going to marry you or not. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of them will do is give you everything that you want, tell you everything that you want to hear, just so they can get what they want from you until mm-hmm. they're ready to commit. And even when they're ready to commit, it's most likely not going to be with you. It's going to be from another girl that you never heard about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> 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 no, I swear... Purée. I swear, and you're you're gonna be sitting there thinking, oh, you know, we're in a relationship, we're dating, we're not ready yet. He's doing everything for me. He's doing this and that. When whole time he don't he. If you're in a like, at our age, if it was high school, okay, fine, six years, seven years relationship, fine. But our age, if you fuck around and end up in an eight year relationship, <sighs> girl, you're doing it to yourself. You're doing this to yourself. He's not gonna marry you, like. No. Why are you wasting so much time? Because these men will manipulate you and gaslight you. Yeah. But then again, it's like, whoo. Yeah, like some people just don't want to find theirself themselves in a serious relationship. They just want to have fun. Like that's exactly. why I said it's Mais easy. Parfois, 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 parfois. <laughs> as much as I hate them, parfois c'est vraiment que genre ils peuvent pas je vois. Il y en a parce que, on veut, genre, soyons réalistes. As, genre, moi, je suis totalement d'accord que, genre, like, le mariage, ça ouvre les portes de la barricade. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, in today's society, genre, te, te marier avec quelqu'un, knowing that you have to provide for everything. It's not easy. En, sans en avoir les moyens, genre. Mm-hmm. Crazy, that's just crazy. No, I agree with that. Like, if we're being realistic, it makes a lot of sense. Marriage is it's getting harder and harder to get married, especially in this generation. It's not easy. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on men, as much as I hate to admit it. And, you know, it's not easy, of course. But in that case, wouldn't the right thing to do be leave her alone until you're ready for her? Even though it's easier said than done. Now, the case that I said in the beginning is the case in which the man knows he's not going to marry you, but he still wants to date you until he's done. But in this case, if he wants to marry you and he's just not ready, y'all are both gaining more sense. Mais parfois, tu ne penses pas que c'est la femme qui, genre, like, who's not ready. Genre, parce que parfois, ça arrive aussi. Hein. That happens too. Because I know... Mm-hmm. Genre, il y a des femmes qui ne peuvent pas se marier. Euh, parfois, pour des raisons, il y a un Genre, c'est tes parents qui te disent oui. Genre, mm-hmm. tant que tu ne ramènes pas de diplôme, tu ne sors pas de la maison, mm-hmm. tu vois. Mm-hmm. Parfois aussi, genre, lol, il y a qu'il bugle ce bob, tu vois. Genre, like, mm-hmm. like, some people, I mean, some women don't want to, like, genre, dépendre d'un homme et tout. Harinop, si non, tu vois. And mm-hmm. as they should, honestly, because, hmm, moi, j'ai juste, voilà, quoi. 
you shouldn't should should like you shouldn't rely on a man. Definitely, you should. Ooh, never, never. You should never. You should always like make sure you have your own. I feel like you shouldn't be dependent on a man at all. No. Even though he's, if he's your husband, he should provide for you, of course. Yeah. But you should never be in a position where like you're married and he's doing everything and you have nothing going on for yourself. Like let's yeah. say if if y'all came to divorce or something happens, you have nothing for yourself and you have nowhere to go. Why? Because he used to do everything and you never saved up anything for you or you never maybe had a degree or started a business. Just, you just, you know, it's just not safe to be 100% dependent on somebody, whether it's emotionally or financially. Exactly. All right. Um, what's the next? The next question is, what's the best way of dating? Mm. I, I know you got a lot to say about this. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I remember talking with my brother, and I've been talking with a lot of friends and everything. I feel like we're not gonna agree really on this one. But oh like, really? Yeah. So like um there's usually an Islamic way of dating like mm-hmm. you know having a mahram like a mahram is typically a person who you cannot marry so mm-hmm. like you know your dad your brother um like sister sibling or stuff like that you know so like you know having them around not exactly at the same table at a restaurant but like yes let's say three tables ahead mm-hmm. like just being around so that you you're not gonna say something you're not supposed to say you're gonna ask you're gonna focus on asking the questions that are really important and not like entertain any foolishness if you can say so right well yeah okay i i can't say i don't agree with that it's the islamic way i'm not playing with fire but (laughs) (laughs) girl i'm not gonna say i don't agree with that i just don't know if I would feel comfortable doing that like Mm. going I would rather just not go period if that's what I have to do like imagine Mm. me having to go on a date with somebody and then I gotta bring an aunt or an uncle with me I'm not gonna bring my sister (laughs) (laughs) no because you're supposed to bring someone that you feel like you're not gonna do certain shit in front of them I'm not gonna bring my sister she don't care what I do and I don't care what she sees either So it's like, imagine having to bring your your like older cousin or like your aunt or uncle or something like that. I just I can't imagine myself doing that. Like I don't. Is that something that you would do, Otto? Myself at this point, I don't really know. I think that is something that I feel like I would have to do because, mm-hmm. like you know, avoiding haram at all costs is something you want to do when you want to get in marriage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You do it with baraka mm-hmm. and everything. That's like my goal. But like, mm-hmm. I think that if that's the way to do it, I'll try my best to. Like, mm-hmm. I know that there will be some times where I'm not gonna bring someone along. Like, if it's a public place, I think that it'll be okay. You know, but when it comes to like a private spot where there's only the both of us, I think that it's just best if I avoid being making be, bringing myself into that situation. Mm-hmm. Makes so, sense. What about you, Maya? How do you feel about this? Personally, I don't think there's a good way to date. Honestly, genre, avec avec genre, like on va dire um, avec la société actuelle, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I'd rather just not date of it. <laughs> no, me vraiment. I felt that. I'd rather I just not felt that. Like then, like have to like genre, mm-hmm. bring somebody to every single day that I have to go to genre because I know I wouldn't feel genre. Genre, I'm not at ease. Tu vois. Mm-hmm. Et euh, je pense pas que la personne en face le serait aussi. Du coup, ce, ce, ce serait très, très gênant, personnellement. Coup, I feel like, I guess, so just lovely. make friends. Sonia, 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 pareil, when you tackle, c'est tout, en fait. So, like, how, how do you feel like, you, how, how, what's your ideal way of dating in that case, if you want to make it halal? I don't date. Yeah, but like if you okay, because earlier I asked you a question. If a man came up to you and said, "I want to marry you right away," you're gonna say no. So, how how would you like? Basically, I think the oddest question is like, how would you go about getting to know the person in a halal way? Yeah, yeah. Because if you want to get to know, you can like get to know them without dating them. But if you're gonna go out to eat, let's say to have a chat, like talk about each other. In that case, you want to, you want to, you want it to be a halal. It's kind of a date. You want yeah, it to be a halal a date. date. You want it to be a halal date. You got to bring somebody with you. I guess. Je sais pas. Je sais pas personnellement. I haven't figured that out yet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you know, I, I feel like it. There's a lot that comes with it. It's not only like you know, the people you bring and who you do not bring. It's like the questions you ask and the places that you'd rather be. Yes. Most important because, like, I feel like the the it's done in an Islamic way for a reason. For example, like if you're seeing somebody who's cute, and every single time instead of asking the right questions, he's talking about how you look so good. You're flirting, how, yeah, right. Like if you're flirting all the time, and you, you can easily get attached by like like you know get yeah attraction will rise from there. You and need to it. ask the right questions first, like deal yeah. breakers and all that stuff. Like exactly. And if you're spending all your time flirting and saying, oh, if I see you, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. <laughs> down. Like, if you, I'm screaming. If you waste your time saying that until you get married, at this point, you're really marrying a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know nothing about them. Like, you'll eventually see that after that love phase, after that honeymoon phase, You actually don't like this person. Do not like his personality. You just found him attractive. That was it. But you know mm-hmm. nothing about him. And that's very dangerous. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. I think, I think that, like, you know, questions to ask is really important. Like, like, like Hama said, like, finding your main deal breakers, your non-negotiables, mm-hmm. making sure that's out of the way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Finding out if he's into polygamy. <laughs> right there's that too like they can give you all the answers that you want to hear you never know if it's genuine right which is why i guess in that case you just have to trust that god will do what's right for you and just mm-hmm. trust his, his decisions Genre que, she feels like, genre, the reason we're getting played, genre, as women, et en général, c'est que, 
En général, on dit très rapidement aux hommes, justement, « our non-negotiables ». Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Et qu'après, genre, il va te montrer ce que tu veux voir. Genre, par exemple... Oh, yeah. Ça, après, il va te montrer... Après, c'est quand que tu vas... C'est quand que tu... Enfin, like, the moment you start living together et que, genre, tu t'apprends à plus le connaître, c'est là que tu vois que, ah, mais en fait, qu'il est le mort en mais... Yeah. That's why you should never tell a man. Like, when he asks you, what are you looking for in a man, you should never answer. Right. And also, I've also been told that, like, you should never tell a man that, like, you're getting to know. You should never tell him about your past experiences with your exes. Because apparently, well, most of the time in cases I've seen where, like, the girl told the man about her past experience with her ex, he tried to outdo the ex, basically. And huh? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, they will literally find ways to do bigger than what he did or like not even just that to explain it in like a more um in a better way he will probably feel like oh if she put up with that she'll put up with me doing it like basically they'll feel like if you could put up with his bullshit you're not going to do shit when he does the same thing so they Yes, that's, you're telling them with that intention. So please. Yeah, like that's exact. I'm telling you this person that I'm talking about, that's exactly how she was telling him the story. The man just, you know, as soon as, because when they, before they have you, the way I heard, um, I heard it explained to, in the video I was listening to, before they have you, they'll, it's like a job interview. They'll tell you, every, in a job interview, we all lie. Like, they will lie like crazy. They will tell you everything that you want to hear. And then once they have the job, all of a sudden, you start coming to the job late. All of a sudden, you don't care no more. You're like, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. So it's <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Like, as soon as they have the woman, you don't have to make the same efforts that you used to make to impress her. You don't have to impress her anymore because you have her. Mm -hmm. So now, the true colors start to come out. And now, you don't care as much as you used to care anymore. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Honestly, it's a... I feel like it's a game, and it should not be a game. Because, like, mm -hmm. why do I... Why should I feel like, oh, I can't tell you what I've been through? Or why should I feel like, oh, I can't show you how much I care? Because if I do, then you're going to act... It's really a game. Like, that's why this generation is just so... I don't know. It's so hard for us. <laughs> yeah. Like, to come back to, like, you know, what Mary said about non-negotiables, like, why it shouldn't be said. I don't know. I think that we, unfortunately, like, I feel like women, unfortunately, like, have the burden of, like, you know, working their way to, like, you know, getting their answers and not having it directly. Because, for example, like, I don't know. I feel like we have to be smart about it in the sense where, for example, let's say I want to see if you're clean. Instead of saying, oh, how, how, many, how many times to take a shower today? Like, they're going to say, oh, two, three, mm -hmm. just to impress you. Like, maybe, like, instead of, like, asking that, like, ask maybe what is your routine? And, mm -hmm. like, we have to ask open-ended questions to see, like, you know, if they're lacking any part, if they're lacking any spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have to be smart about the way we ask questions. But mm -hmm. I feel like non-negotiables have to be said, have to be established. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And and you have to even before every conversation, like you know, just both of you agree that you're gonna be truthful, because like that's that's a problem. Not everybody fears God, so like yeah, even though they the say they do, so like we have to find a way to like you know make sure we're both being truthful and honest and not lying because mm-hmm. like everybody can if in that case everybody can get married. Everybody if a mm-hmm. lot if lies is the main thing. So like, right. Yeah. Okay, I have another question. you feel like it's a game. C'est exactement genre ce que je me dis genre c'est on dirait que tu dois absolument tout calculer. Exactly. I'm not gonna say this because he might use it against me. Genre, mm-hmm. tu vois, genre, ça, c'est compliqué. That's what I'm saying. Genre, that's why I just... Apparently, from what, what I've just, heard, from what I've heard, the game me. even continues when you're married. Like, the game isn't just when you're dating. Apparently, even after you're married, tu vas toujours être dans la calculée. Oh, baby, I shouldn't do this because if I do, he's going to take me for granted. Or he's going to this, this, or that. It continues. It doesn't stop. This is so sad. It, it never just pushes stops. me away. I don't even want to <laughs> do all that. I know. It makes you not want to deal with None of that, thing. none of that shit. Yeah. Like the whole dating, marriage, both right. out the window. Like... No, you can't. Sadly, you can't. Right. But yeah, yeah. Well, My... you can do. Next question. Y'all know how like when it comes to halal dating, when you want to marry somebody, there's you have three months of getting to know that person in a halal way, of course. My question is, what's halal dating? And at what point does it turn into a haram relationship? Like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, where's the line between between halal and haram? Three months plus un. Ça direct. That was quick. I agree. Apasa, you don't think there's any other way it could turn into a wrong relationship? I guess, I guess, like, because they feel like within genre, those three months, you can get to know that person. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, three months sounds nice. Three months like, sounds nice, yeah. If it's done right, mm-hmm. Ada, what are you going to say? I was just asking, do you see like the three months as like an obligation or recommendation? Um, Honestly, I see it as a recommendation, but I think I should see it as an obligation because anything beyond those three months is going south. I feel like they, you know, we're told three months for a reason. Mm. And like I was saying earlier, the longer you're in a situation or a relationship, the longer you're talking to somebody, the easier, you know, the, the more there's temptation. Like at first it's going to be like, oh, we can't be on the phone late at night or we can't be out without a mahram. But the longer you start talking, the longer you're talking to the person, the more you're going to feel like, oh, we've known each other for a while. You know, we've been talking for a couple of months. 
we went out on dates before nothing happened so nothing's gonna happen let's just go just the two of us next thing you know you're gonna have the phone late night phone calls next thing you know you know and next thing you know you fornicated so like yeah the longer you're in it the higher there's a chance of it turning into a haram relationship which is why I said if it's done right because you can stay within those three months and still you know do haram things which invalidates the marriage I'm guessing Cause, I don't know because mm-hmm. from what I've learned if in those three months before the marriage if you've had any kind of physical contact then the marriage is not valid mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know how I feel about the timeline I, I feel like you know it can take maybe a year for for you to be sure it can take like a month for you to be sure I just feel like regarding your question like the fine line between halal and haram is like being comfortable do you think because... you can talk to somebody for a year without anything at all haram whether big or small happening Honestly, it's not something that I want to do, but if I believe that, like, you know, I'm serious in it and there's always, like, a mahram, or if I'm doing it the right way, I don't I don't see why, like, you know, it can go south. But I definitely understand the point. Like, mm-hmm. it, you can, being comfortable is the dangerous part. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you're serious with it from the beginning to the end and you're saying mm-hmm. in your mind, okay, I'm going to be very strict about it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, take your time. If if you if you require time to like really know if the person's the one and you're not delaying it for like frivolous reasons, I think I think that's I agree with that. Time. But you know, we also say Shaitan is for So mm-hmm. like we might think we're in control of a situation, but he's planning on making you do exactly what you didn't want to do. So he <laughs> Shaitan has a lot of power and yeah, I agree. If you feel like for a year you can do that and do it the right way, then maybe you can. But he still plays a huge role in how it's going to go. Yeah, but like, I mean, with Shaitan, I understand that he's on the side, but I feel like with prayer and mm-hmm. proper guidance, anything can happen if you want it to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not always in control, but you can always, yeah, like, we, we definitely cannot deny the fact find a way to mess everything up and make you sin but like mm-hmm. if you if you really like you know serious in it and you pray god that like you know nothing wrong happens and you mm-hmm. do not put yourself in situations where those wrong things can happen i think mm-hmm. that you can be fine and i'm not saying it like just because like oh this and that because i don't want to talk to a man for a whole year mm-hmm. and nothing's going forward like i noticed that nothing's really going forward i wouldn't want to continue that type of engagement you know but like i'm just saying like you know the three month limit i i I don't know how i feel about that okay Mm -hmm. what about you mary do you have anything to add okay all right um the next question is do you guys think arranged marriage is a solution to avoid haram relationships is it something that y'all would be open to no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I I love how straightforward you are. No, for real. <laughs> Honestly, what about you, Ada? You arranged marriage. Sure, arranged marriage. It, sure, I mean, it works marriage. out for some people. <laughs> Will it work out for me? Because, like, know. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I think, I don't know. 
honestly like isn't it arranged isn't arranged marriage where like you know a person brings you somebody and they're looking forward to being married and you're looking forward to being married and you get to know each other and if it works it works Mm -hmm. in that case yes Meisha on veut te forcer des cousins on veut te forcer l'ami de ma soeur I don't know yeah, no. I, I'm not with that either. I don't... I don't know. Moi, I'm not for it. 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 I'm not it. I'm not for 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 it. I'm J'aime pas les hommes. On est... <rire> oh my god. Non, on est I love it. Not even like to sound like a... voilà. voilà. Yeah, yeah. Mais euh, je sais que moi, genre, pour que, genre, pour que, pour que je, on va dire, je nourrisse des sentiments et tout, je sais que you have to be my friend first. Genre, mm-hmm. genre si tu viens out of nowhere, Genre, dis-moi, dis-moi, genre, dis-moi, dis-moi rien de genre, I'm just, I'm just gonna take you as a clown, honestly. I agree with that. And like, you just come up to me and tell me your intentions, bam, I wanna be with you, like, okay. Yeah, genre, parce que, en fait, why, genre, you don't even know me, what do you like about me, okay? Yeah. They like the idea of you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, and I don't like that, because that's how they view you as a trophy, and not as an actual human being. Tu vois. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want that for myself, honestly. Du coup, mm-hmm. genre, that's why I don't talk to men, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. They gotta be smart with it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in an organic way, like, you know, in a very unexpected way, finding somebody, I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pas ça, par contre, j'aime trop. Yeah, like, being mm-hmm. friends. Just, like, vibing. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next question. I mean, I feel like at this point I already know the answer to this question. <laughs> how would you how would y'all feel if you were introduced to a man and he wanted to marry you right away? Like if you come out over here and salam alaikum walikum salam damalanop like I'll have the ick. I'll want you to get away from me. Like I'll be scared of you. I'll scared of you. That part, that part. Mm-hmm. I will be scared of you. Like wow. what do you want? Like what do you, you want me to do with that information? That's a, like like I feel like the smartest time. thing to do is get to know me first. Like mm-hmm. let's get to know each other. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like, oh, I like you. Come to Marie-Azie, they'd be like, I, I like you. When they know nothing about you. You can't say you love somebody until you've seen the good and the bad side of mm-hmm. them. Until you've gotten to know them and accepted both good and bad. That's when you can yeah. say you love the person. But you mm-hmm. can't just meet me all of a sudden. I like you. I love you. No, you don't. Like, sir, get away. Shoot. Please. I could be a serial killer. Get out of here. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no. Ew. <laughs> Not ew. 
no like it's definitely ew like that's it's really giving i saw your body and i like your face that's, yes that's, that's what it's giving yeah but know. yeah okay we have two more questions left before we wrap this episode up and the next question is what do y'all think about the pressure that society puts on young adults to get married like yes it's good to get married early and it's not good to delay it but i feel like it's also not okay to rush people to get married like Mm -hmm. of course it's something that you should look forward to it's completing half of your deed Mm -hmm. but i feel like there's still it still shouldn't be rushed Mm -hmm. i don't know what do y'all think I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I just feel like nobody's supposed to push pressure anyway. Like, mm-hmm. menopause is after, bro. Like, menopause is not at 30 years old. Like, people no, have for to real. Like, like it, it, what if the person didn't want kids? Like, like, I feel like people are mostly afraid of kids, not having kids and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, God gives kids to whoever he wants to give kids to. God will put two people together when it's time. Like people want to act like they're God, but they're but they're not. Like they, the pressure needs to stop because everybody wants you to. Everybody wants their hell. Everybody wants their moment. But when that right? hell and the moment is done, it's all about you. It's none yep. of their business anymore. That's it. Until you got to deal with it on your own. Right, and that's that's so sad. Like they'll go through problems, personality, like you know attacks and all that type of stuff and I, I, I think that is sad like it can lead to divorce a thousand times quicker and that's right. bad what about you Mary do you have anything else to add do you agree I agree with her honestly I feel like when it's the good timing for you tu le sais mieux que tout le monde en fait genre ce digontarial ce digontarial genre can hamodo can I go mieux que you tu vois mm-hmm. I feel like yeah people shouldn't pressure you like for for that honestly mm-hmm. and especially because god knows better than all of us like even you can think you're ready and you're over here thinking oh when am i going to get married when mm-hmm. really god isn't going to bring marriage to your life until he knows you're ready for it mm-hmm. like you might think you're ready for it but he doesn't maybe he doesn't think you are so mm-hmm. there's that too And the last question, which is, what do y'all think about parents tell their kids to wait because of studies or because they're too young when the kids want to get married? How young is too according to you? How young is too young according to me? Ooh. I feel like anything before... Damn, this is this is a very um okay. I may be wrong and I may change my mind later, but I feel like anything under twenty is too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I stand on that. You need to get married. Because you don't act your age. Sweetie. 
Sweetheart, you do not act your age. You need to get married. Hey, I'm not acting my age, Upa. Like, that doesn't change, change the number. I said, I said what I said. I said what I said. Me to, me, to me, you're not, you're not young. To me, you're not. What? <laughs> what do y'all like, think about it though I, oh yeah Ada, i answered your question where, where were you going you with said that? The, like for example let's say your your your, your daughter is 17 and she really thinks that she found the love of her life no issue like i mean he doesn't have money or anything but like his parents want to take help you take care of each other and all that type of stuff like how would you feel i feel like in that case it would be wrong for me to say no Uh i just because you know as as much as i feel like not but as much as i feel like she's too young Uh that's also you know if it's not islamically it's not a valid reason for me to She's old enough to like know certain things. She's old mm-hmm. enough to, you know, as my child, as my daughter, she's gonna know how to take care of herself. She's gonna, you know, know a lot of things, everything that she's supposed to know. Mm-hmm. But even if I feel like she's too young, if that's not a valid reason in Islam, I have no reason to stop her from marrying him. Because if I stop her from getting married, what is she gonna do? She's gonna date him. And then mm-hmm. God knows what can happen between them. Whatever happens between them, I'm responsible for it. And I just don't yeah. want the burden of that sin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I would be wrong to say no. And I would just have to trust that God will take care of her in this marriage. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, according to the answer that you gave, I- I'm so sorry, Mary. Like, when, like I-, I was going to say, like, according to the answer that you gave, would you change the number that you gave as an answer? What do you mean? Would I change the number? Like you know, at first you said twenty. Like I said, anything under twenty is too young. Yeah. Like you know. No, because I still think it's too young. I'm. I'm, I only said what I said because of you know it's religion. You can't Mm -hmm. go against that. But the reason why I think it's too young is because marriage is hard. Like marriage Mm -hmm. is not just what we see and we have marriage fever you know when you see somebody with getting married on her wedding day with the dresses the cameras and everything on her all the attention and it feels Mm -hmm. good and everything marriage is so much more than that it's a lot of you know from all the stories i've heard from Mm -hmm. people who are married what i got from it is that before you get married you need to prepare yourself mentally and expect disappointment and expect Mm -hmm. to and literally for the rest of your life because that's what it's going to be. I'm not saying marriage is all bad, but a lot of it is hard. And I just don't, I don't see my 17-year-old daughter at 17 dealing with something this hard at an age where she should be focused on her studies and, mm-hmm. you know, doing 17-year-old stuff. But then again, if God has decided that that's what's best for her, I can't go against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What did you want to say, Mary? Um, my question c'était um, okay. Du coup, t'as dit Ada, elle a dit ça dans mais du coup, son mari il a quel âge? Ah, that I do not know. <laughs> Hey, I was thinking. I was thinking he was the same age as her. Yeah, me too. Like, in my mind, he was the same age. In my, in my mind, mind, he was the same 17. age as her. 
Because I feel like at 17, genre, déjà, at 17, genre, très facilement, genre, on te truc les souris, tu vois. If he's older, it can be dangerous. Yeah. On te groom vite fait. If it's older, I have valid reasons to say no. Yeah, absolutely. It's Mais giving pedophile. Okay, let me, let me stop. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think a seven years old man would marry a seven years old girl. Seventeen, you mean? It happens. It happens. I've seen it happen. And they were both, they wanted, to, it was this story. This couple that I follow on TikTok, this Somali couple. <laughs> you saying that like you're not a foot girl anyways as i was saying they both got married at 17 because they wanted to make things halal and but when they were before they got married everybody was talking about oh you're too young you're too this and that but they their only goal was to make things halal and they did it and they haven't regretted it ever since so i feel like it happens we just don't see it around us like in our surroundings we don't see that but it happens that's mm -hmm. nice I know. It's really, franchement, may Allah facilitate it for all of us. I mean, I mean. To, to answer the question, because I was just asking, I didn't even answer the question. Oh, yeah, you didn't so, answer. Um, I, I feel like I really understand, but like I'm, I'm really trying to figure out till what point of studies. You know what I mean? Like when mm -hmm. it comes to studies, like I really definitely get some of the parents when they say they want to have their yes. children wait because especially for a girl, especially for a girl, because like you know, it. I don't know. Like a lot of money was spent, and if she just all of a sudden doesn't want to go to school anymore, like it's kind of frustrating, especially mm -hmm. on the parent who spent a lot of money. Like women are completely dependent of the man to a point where, like, mm -hmm. like they're being very, they they're not being taken care of. They're being very disrespected. They they they're miserable. They're completely miserable, but the problem is they have no income. Let's say their parents passed away, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like they have no family, and they're left with three kids. Where are mm -hmm. they gonna go? Like, how are they gonna be accepted? But like, mm -hmm. you know, if you had some type of income, like you could like kind of kind of manage and get mm -hmm. yourself away from that situation. But mm -hmm. in the case where you don't really have a job or you don't have any, um, like you don't have a degree, you don't have anything it, it can be very tricky it can which is why in the case of the example that you gave me if mm -hmm. i had to let my 17 year old daughter get married my main condition would that would be that she finishes her study while she's mm -hmm. married like just because you're getting married doesn't mean you're gonna abandon your studies yeah so and making sure the guy's yeah. okay with it because like exactly you know, oh he's got to if he's not okay with it yeah. i still feel like i would have a valid reason to to not accept it because you know she's she i can't just let her marry you at 17 what if something mm -hmm. god forbid something happens she's on her own like she has nothing going on for herself why because she got married so young he doesn't have much going on in his life as well because at 17 years nothing is stable in your life Mm -hmm. I feel like he wouldn't have a problem with that, genre, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 
pour ça parce que autant lui que genre like your daughter mm -hmm. you have to like you know study and stuff because yeah definitely mm -hmm. I agree I was thinking because if I let her marry a 17 year old so like they would both like we would all like help them financially because mm -hmm. obviously they can't help themselves mm -hmm. so it would be as if they're not married we're still going to provide for them our, it's our duty as a parent so yeah. yeah to assist yeah in that case i think that like you know it would slide given that you really have the means to do all that mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah okay that was the last question do y'all have anything else to add no All right, we're gonna avoid wrap haram this up. relationships. Period. Avoid haram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be <laughs> You do not want no soul ties. Yeah. You do not want to be over here obsessed with somebody. Or going to hell. Going to hell. Going over to a hell. man. Uh. A piece of man. A piece of man. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yes. This was, it was really nice recording this episode with you guys. Thank you so much for coming. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for inviting us. You're welcome. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram on our IG page, Alice Podcast, or you can email us at allispodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to go out there today and be honest, be bold, be fearless, and don't be shy, because shyness will get you nowhere.